0: Welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. Like I said earlier at the start of this service, that this evening I'm going to be preaching part B or part 2 of the the, the, the message that I preached two weeks ago. Uh, Last week I preached about Naaman, the Captain Naaman, who was very famous, who had this attachment with the king. And uh, he was known for his his uh, his, his his strategy mi- militarily, and he brought so many so many victory to uh, to the Syrian government. And we saw that uh, because he 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 was had this attachment to the king, so he was expecting. He we know that he even though he was he had all this fame, Neman had a problem, and he was inflicted with with, with leprosy, and Neman. He needed healing. And we know that through this little maid that the, the king Aram had gone and, and brought and given to the wife to be helping him, this maid actually made the exposure of Elisha the prophet. And he told him that if only my master will go and meet the, the prophet of God, he will be healed. And we saw how Elisha took upon himself, went and met the king and told, talked to the king about it. And the king wrote down this decree and sent him and, and, and take, to take it to the king of uh, to the, to Israel. And we saw how uh, Elisha became disgruntled. He was disappointed because the way he actually wanted to be healed, he wanted this healing to be performed was not the way that uh, uh, Elisha actually asked him. Elisha did not come to meet him. Elisha sent his servant, go and tell him to go and dip himself seven times in River Jordan. And we saw how Elisha was so angry because he was thinking that uh, 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 Nehemiah was angry because he was thinking that the prophet Elisha, having known that he is a captain, Will come out and call the name of his mighty God, and and he will come and then do something in his hand and cause his leprosy to go away. And Elisha was angry. And towards the end of that that section, we see that after Naaman got his healing, after his servants persuaded him, he went and dipped himself seven times into river Jordan. Then he gained his healing. And when he gained his healing now, he was ashamed. His eye opened now. And then he gathered gifts to go and give to the prophet. The prophet turned it down. And we see, we we'll pick up from there how Gehazi actually was an attendant to the prophet. Because of his greed, he went forth and manipulated and did what he did in order to uh, take back, to get those gifts that was rejected by the prophet. So, the topic this evening is the danger of greediness. The danger of greediness. I've seen a couple of people who used to be very high up there for the Lord. I've seen and known people who used to serve God. They were very zealous for the Lord. They were passionate. And they were really doing the work of God really good. But just because at some point in their life, they allowed themselves their lives. They made themselves to be vulnerable. And greed set in. And because of that, they crashed. I know very one right? One that every time me and my wife will lament about him. He was a personal friend. But because of greed, his, his life now is a wreck. And I want to say that I hope this evening we learn something from the life of Gehazi. That open your hearts, that God will be able to speak to you something from the life of this young man. So our, ta- our lesson, uh, the passage is 2 Kings chapter 5, beginning from verse 20 to 27. I will take a quick rundown as I read. And I'm going to read from uh, the King James Version. But Gehazi the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, Behold, my master hath spared Naaman, this Syrian. is not receiving at his hands that which he brought. But as the Lord liveth, I will run after him and take somewhat of him. So Gehazi followed after Naaman. And when Naaman saw him running after him, he lighted down from the chariot to meet him and said, "Is all well. And he said, All is well. My master has sent me, saying, Behold, even now there be come to me from Mount Ephraim two young men of the sons of the prophets. Give them, I pray thee, a talent of silver and two changes of garments. And Naaman said, Be content, take two talents. And he urged him, and bound two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of garments, and laid them upon two of his servants, and they bare them before him. Verse 24, And when he came to the tower, he took them from their hand and bestowed them in the house. And he let the men go. And they departed. And he went in and stood before his master. And Elisha said unto him, Whence comest thou, Gehazi? And he said, Thy servant went no whither. And he said unto him, Went not mine, Went not mine heart with thee. When the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee. Is it a time to receive money, and to receive garments, and olive yards, and vineyards, and sheep, and oxen, and men servants, and maid servants? The leprosy, therefore, of Naaman shall cleave unto thee, and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from, the, from his presence, a leper as white as snow. That's scary, right? This is the word of the Lord. Gehazi actually was an attendant unto Elisha the prophet. And just so you know, and let us all understand this, greed is a dangerous sin and can easily cause spiritual downfall. Greed is terrible. Greed can let you fall down, drop down from a peak, from a roof. Greed is not good. Now, It is because of greed that Gehazi actually who was an attendant who enjoyed all the privileges of being closer to the prophet Elijah. It was because of greed that actually made him to become sick. See, because of his action, now the illness that Naaman actually suffered was transferred also to him because of greed. You say greed can knock us down. Greed can make us to lose our career. Greed can make us to lose God's favor. Greed can make us to crash. Greed can make us to really fall to nothing from something. So as believers, we should know that greed is wrong. Greed is terrible. Greed is not good. Now who is this guy? Who is this guy? Gehazi. Verse 20 tells us that, Gehazi was a servant of God, or a servant of the prophet Elisha. He was an attendant to him. And being an attendant means that it's like anytime the prophet was going somewhere, uh, Gehazi will be that person who will either hold his back, will move in front of him, will direct him, will be like his uh, his, uh, public relation officer. He was the closest that anytime the prophet was to send somebody or somebody wanted to see the prophet, you must pass through that guy, Gehazi. He was an attendant to, to the prophet. So see, he enjoyed this privilege of being closest to the man of God. So he was a servant of the prophet. He had a position of privilege that was unique in his days. It's not anybody that Elisha could have taken and brought closer to him. Because for those of us who have actually read the, the, the that second Kings, and you see Elisha, you know that this guy was fire. He was fire for the Lord. He was a non-nonsense taking somebody for the Lord. I mean, he stood he did, God used him to, to, to do powerful things. And being closest to that kind of person, it did not just happen like that. So, Gehazi was that privilege to be closest to this wonderful man of God, this wonderful guy, this wonderful prophet that God was using. He was associated with the man of God who had the divine testimony in Israel. Imagine, like being, I don't know who is the greatest person we can we can liken to in this story. But imagine that you are you are closest to this person who just you know brought some kind of invention that is curing all kinds of diseases. Imagine that somebody invents a kind of drug, right? And that drug it can cure any kind of disease that you, you can name. Imagine associating yourself. You know, this would be a figure, it would be an icon that everywhere in the world will be looking at him, right? Because he has come up with this kind of invention that no one else can do. As such, everybody wants to associate with him. Then talk less of that person who is closest being his attendant. So this is the kind of privilege that Gehazi was, was enjoying. Now listen, just so we know, as children of God, we have that same privilege we have that same privilege that we are attach, attached to a god that at any time we have access to him at any time you can get up and call his name and he will answer you at any time when you want to go you want to pray he will god says in psalms 91 that he will give his angels charge over us lest we dash our feet and fall so that is a kind of privilege that every child of god will do benefit as well it's not that only that gehazi benefited from from, from, uh, from the prophet, but it, it's just like a similarity of how we as believers, we benefit from this God who created the heaven and earth, the God who can do and undo. It's amazing to think that you are a child of God. So as a child of God, there is just an untold benefit that we ourselves, we don't know. So Gehazi actually, he was associated with the man of God who had the divine testimony in Israel. Gehazi enjoyed a portion of power but was ultimately corrupt. So that is the guy Gehazi. Now when we go down, we we'll begin to go down now from verse. verse uh, we we'll go to verse Oh, um, let me read verse 20 verse 20 says, that, but Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, "Behold, my master had spread uh, Naaman the Syrian in not receiving at his hands that which he, he bought or he brought, but as the Lord liveth, I will run after him." And take somewhat of him. Now there is a correlation. There is something very contrasting here between this verse 20 and verse 16. If you go back to verse 16, you will see in this verse, this is the rejection that uh, 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 Elisha had rejected the, the, the gift from, from, from Naaman. In verse 16, Elisha said, but he said, as the Lord liveth before whom I stand, I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. Now, you see in verse 16, the man of God himself, he said, as long as the Lord liveth, I will not receive this gift. Then go back to 20, uh, last, the last part of verse 20. This is what uh, 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 Gehazi said. Uh, he says, uh, Behold, my master had spent Nehemiah this Syrian in not receiving at his hands that which I brought. Uh-huh. Then that's, that's, he said. but as the Lord liveth, I will run after him and take somewhat of him. While his master, he says that as the Lord liveth, I will not take. So he is saying that as the Lord liveth, I will go and take. This is somebody who is an attendant. Like, are you contesting with the servant of God? When the servant of God rejects, he says that I am not going to take. And then you you say that you still call upon the name of that Lord. That same God says that as long as he's livid, I will go and take. Now you see now that in this spot here, Gehazi was trying to get a misrepresentation. There was a misrepresentation here. He's taking his religious uh, uh, privilege to misrepresent something else. We'll see, I'll bring that part clearly as we go down. Then let's go to verse 21. So Gehazi followed after Naaman, and when Naaman saw him running after him, he lighted down from the chariot to meet him and said, Is it well? So as, as Gehazi, as, uh, after Naaman took off, and then because of greed, Gehazi stood and just imagined the things that he would have given, he could have benefited from. It is evidently clear that because Gehazi was so close to Elisha, he too was benefiting from any gift that Elisha was having. Because when he looked at the gift that Elisha rejected from Naaman, he was just imagining how he could have benefited from him, from it. And after that, he, he, he left now because of greed and followed Naaman. After Naaman had left the vicinity. And he went now, as Naaman was going... Running after him, of course, no could hear the. I mean, uh, 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 yes, no could hear the commotion coming. And he stopped and looked at him. He said, "Is everything okay?" It's just like you live somewhere and you come to my house, or go somewhere and somebody is coming after you, and you turn and say, "I just, I just left your house. Is everything okay?" This same phenomenon of uh, uh, we see here of the greed of the eyes is the same phenomenon that. Eve fell in the garden. When God said, don't eat that fruit, don't eat that fruit. The day you eat, you shall die. And the devil, very skillful now, made that fruit in the eyes of uh, uh, Eve to look so beautiful. I can imagine how Eve was looking at that fruit, just seeing the fruit and the beauty of it. His, her mouth was filled with saliva. And she just imagined how she could have already eaten it. Just the same phenomenon here. The same principle here. And it is the same principle that actually acts on us to fall into sin. The same principle. Sin, when the devil projects sin to us, it is very beautiful. It's so nice. It makes it to be so good, so clean, so perfect. And you feel that you just look at it and you're like, oh man, I need to take a test of that. I need to have a bit of that. And that is the same phenomenon here. That because of greed... He has he looked at that money, looked at all the money, a lot of money. And he said, my goodness, I cannot let this pass. You know, let me just rush and I want to have a, I want to have a piece of that, that, that money. And he, he followed him and Naaman and, and stood and asked him. Now we see here now that in verse 22, he did something. He lied. This is what he said in verse 22. And he said, all is well. My master sent me, saying, behold, Even now there become to me from Mount Ephraim, two young men of the sons of the prophets. Give them, I pray thee, a talent of silver and two changes of garment. There is no where we see that he was sent. No, no, no. He lied. He lied just to make his case, to make his case to look so fluid, to make his case to look well presented. He had to lie. But we know, and you know, and we know, as the scripture tells us, that... Elisha never sent him. Elisha, as a matter of fact, had turned down that gift and had ushered Naaman out to go. But because of greed, you see what leading from one sin to the other. Leading from one sin because he was greedy, he had greed, and he wanted to benefit from that gift. Now he went now and met Naaman and added another sin. He lied. And this is how the devil uses us. It is like interwoven from one sin to the other, from one sin to the other. And before we know it, we crash. He lied. And because of that, he convinced Naaman now in verse 22. And we see in verse 22, he says that, and he said, all is well. My master had sent me. No, verse 23. And Naaman said, be content take two talents. And he urged him and bound two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of garments and laid them upon, the, upon two of his servants and they bare them before him. Of course, Nehman should be happy that the gifts that I wanted because he had his intention why he wanted to give those gifts. He should be happy that finally the prophet has sent this young man to come and take this gift. So that means that I probably might have favor now from the from the, from, the, from, the, uh, fr- from the prophet. So when he met Naaman, Elisha like, and uh, Naaman had to give the gift. gave two servants now and said, escort him. He took the gift now and went. And this is what happened in verse 24. And when he came to the tower, he took them from their hand and bestowed them in the house. And he let the men go and they departed. So this is what happened. So when the two men were carrying the gift and coming, with, going, moving towards the house with, with, uh, with Gehazi, when Gehazi reached the house, he did something because he was afraid. First of all, he had lied. First of all, what he was doing was illegal, was wrong. His master has rejected the gift. His master never sent him by the way to go get those gifts. So what he did was coming closer to the house, he took this gift from those young men. He said, no, you just stay here. Collected the gifts and went and hid it in the house and then let them go. They should not enter the house and let them go. Now, there is something very important here, brothers and sisters. We may cover our sins from each other. You may commit sin and try as much as possible to conceive it, hide it so that nobody should see it. But guess what? We can never hide it from God. You may commit sin and think that nobody knows and nobody sees, but you can never. Hide it from God. I can never hide my sins from God. We, as a matter of fact, can never, ever hide our sins. We can never cover our sins from the eyes of God. Because you know what? God sees and he knows. He is the all-knowing and omnipresent. The Bible says that even if you go right down deepest in the earth, God is there. You go down in the ocean, he is there. You go somewhere, climb and go as far as a mountain in the sky. He is, there. he is omnipresent. So therefore, we can never hide our sins from God. He knows everything. Gehazi thought he was hiding it from his master. But see what happens here. In the next verse, the master has seen everything. The prophet Elisha has seen everything. And this is what he asked him in verse 25. So, but he went in and stood before his master. And Elisha said unto him, whence cometh so where are you coming from, Gehazi? You know, you know that we have children, you see everything that children do, and you as a parent you just sit right there, and you sometimes you're just nodding your leg, you're just kicking your legs on the floor. And, and when they come, like, where, where are you coming from? And they know that they nowhere. Or what are you doing? No, not nothing. But you have seen, but you you want them to confess, tell you what they were doing, right? So Gehazi, according to him, he succeeded to hide the gift from the master, but not knowing that. The master has already seen. And the master asked him, he said, And Elisha said unto him, Whence comest thou, Gehazi? And he said, Thy servant went no So he was telling him that I didn't go anywhere. He lied again the second time. The first time he lied to Naaman and said, My master has sent me. And now again he's lying to the master, to the prophet, and said, I didn't go anywhere. Now you see how. One sin is leading to multiple sins. Because of greed, he lied. And he lied again. And let's see what 26 says. This is very, very important. I think this is the peak, this is the heart of this lesson this evening, this message this evening. And verse 26, and he said unto him, that is uh, the prophet now, said unto him, Went not my heart with thee when the man turned again from the exterior to meet thee? Is it time to receive money and to receive garments and olive yards and vineyards and sheep and oxen and men servants and maid servants? There is a lesson that the prophet Elisha wants us to learn this evening on that verse 6. Is it time to receive money? Is it time to receive all these gifts? Is it time to make fame? Is it time to show off to the world that you are you are who you are? It is not the time for us. As a matter of fact, what the prophet wants us to learn this evening is that his point was that the miracles of God cannot be bought. The miracles of God cannot be bought. That is the first thing. Remember that when Naaman got his healing, now he wanted to present money to, to the prophet. And the prophet turned it down. And now a, a Gehazi, because of greed, went now to collect that, that, uh, those, those, uh, the, the, the gift that the, the, the prophet rejected. And so what the, uh, the prophet Elisha wants to bring to mind to us this evening is that the, 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 the miracles of God cannot be bought with money. And the second point is that the power of God in our life is not meant for personal achievement. The power of God in our lives is not meant for personal achievement. You know, if you look well again today, I always talk about this. There is this force of destruction of the church out there by the so-called prophets. Some say, come and so seed. Some say, come and uh, your, your, your healing lies in my hand. They do all kinds of things and they're extorting money from people. They do all kinds of things and they're rendering people very poor. And they're driving in, they're riding in private jets and, and living in big, big mansions. Any child of God, if your purpose of becoming a child of God is to become rich, then you miss the point. you miss the point. And that is why Elisha rejected that gift. And that is why he is bringing to our mind this evening, brothers, that as Christians, the power of God in our life is not meant for personal achievement. When God gives you a particular gift, it is for his glory. It's not to use it to make money. It's not to use it to become famous. No, no, no. He gives you that gift so that you use it. As a matter of fact, Paul says this in Corinthians. He says that all these gifts, the purpose of all these gifts for what? It's for the church. Not for personal use. Not for personal use. It's not, to, not for personal gains. And the next point he makes here, which he wants us to learn, is that God's servant should not be doing ministry for the sake of earthly gains or rewards. No, no, no. If your purpose of doing ministry is for earthly gains, then you have to rethink and rethink again. You see in the scripture, there is nobody, there is nobody in scripture as far as I know that God called to become rich and to make name here on earth. Tell me one. There is none. It is true that when you serve God and serve God faithfully, God will take care of his own. As a matter of fact, Jesus even said it in John. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added. The second part, that all other things shall be added, that is all left with God. How he wants to add it, when he's going to add it, what quantity he's going to add it, that is all left to him. But all me and you have to do is to seek God's kingdom first and his righteousness. Let him add it the way he wants to add. So therefore, if we think that Becoming doing ministry is to make fame, to make money, to become rich, then we are missing the point. And that is because of greed. Gehazi left and feel that if he took the gift from Naaman, he was going to become rich. He cannot imagine sitting and seeing his boss. We just let go that gift, that, that, that money, that, 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 that money that is which could have helped him. He cannot just, he cannot withstand, he cannot bear it. And that's why he used manipulative means to run again and tell a lie. And say, my master says you give it. That there are some people that they need it. No. No. Because of greed. Because of greed. And let's see now what the last last verse says. Verse 27. The leprosy, therefore, of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever and he went out from, this, from his presence a leper as white as snow. You see where greed has led Gehazi? I started by saying that this guy was very famous. He was very close to this man of God, powerful prophet of God. And he enjoyed all the privileges of being around the prophet, the man of God. He was blessed. But because of greed, he went now, he went to override the prophet, went now, told the lie, to get back the gift that the prophet has turned down, told a lie again, even in front of the prophet, even when the prophet knew everything and sees everything, and we see now what is, how his life is ending. The prophet told him that because you have done this, you see this guy, Naaman, the leprosy that he had, because of your greed, it will be transferred unto you. See, the worst thing is that not only was it going to be transferred to him, but he says that, and unto thy seed forever. Not only to him, but he, the seed of what? His generation. Forever. Listen, when we, when we read the word of God like this, we feel that it's limiting only to the characters in the Bible. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a principle that even affects our daily lives. You see, because of sin. A lot of us sometimes, we don't want to recognize it. We become so numb because we don't want anybody to tell us anything. Because we know so much. There is what is called spiritual pride today. That is sometimes difficult to approach a fellow brother and say, sis, bro. I, is it you doing this? Please, you know, you've stepped your bound." It's so difficult because people they are so ready to fight back that nobody wants to to admit their mistake. Greed. Greed is dangerous. Greed, I will let me have it. That is the eye. The fall of man started because of greed. God said, don't eat that fruit. You see that fruit? Don't eat that particular one. The day you eat, you will die. Because of greed, the I, you, you want to have it. You see, eat F and man fell. So God's standard can never be changed. God's standard remains the same. Even just like in the day of Adam and Eve, God's standard has not changed. It still remains the same. Just like God's standard remains in the day of Gehazi and Elisha, God's standard of purity still remains the same. It's the same thing but different stories. So brothers and sisters, greed. Must you have it? Must you have it? Sometimes those things that we attach importance to it, they don't even have. We don't even need it as per se. Must we have it? Now, there are some six lessons that we can learn from this lesson. And we'll end with that. Some six lessons to learn from this lesson. The first one is that Gehazi lacks self-control as a Christian. He lacks self-control. What does... Uh, Galatians chapter five, I think twenty-two to twenty-three, tells us about the fruit of the spirit, and one of the fruit of the spirit is what self-control. Gehazi lacked that. The second thing is that he compromised and committed more sin as he lied twice, as in verse twenty-two and twenty-five. Now it's funny the way sin goes because you, it's hardly it's difficult to just commit one sin. There is always something that when you Commit this sin, it leads you to another one. Look at Gehazi here. Because of greed, he lied, and lied again. You know, from one thing to another. So it's, it's difficult just to come out rightly with one sin. There's always a connection between sins. So he compromised his life. He compromised his relationship. He compromised his loyalty to the, to the, to the, to the uh the prophet. And the third point is Gehazi exploited his religious position for money, as verse 20 tells us. He exploited his religious position for money. Again, like I said, as children of God, God has not called us to be rich or to use or the gift that he has given us to become to make it uh, as as a means of making money. The gospel is not for sale. The gift that God has given you is not for sale. If God has given you the gift of praying, don't use it for money. If God has given you the gift of healing, don't use it for money. If God has given you the, the gift of, of, of preaching, don't begin to sell it as we see as it is going on in the world today. Because of greed. The fourth one is that Gehazi had, Gehazi had the conscience of, as a, of a thief and bestowed his silver and garments in a second place as in Verse 24. Why would he want? Why? Why would Gehazi not allow those two servants carrying those gifts into the house if what he was doing was right? If what he was doing—I mean, you—you you don't anybody who is doing anything right, you don't hide it from people, right? If their actions are uh, right, we, as Chris said, that's why we have to be transparent at every level. If he knew that what he was doing was right, he could have allowed those guys to come inside, so that even the prophet see them. But he stopped right there before they even entered the house and took the gift from, from the young man, and brought it in he himself and let them go. Because to him, he was trying to hide it from the prophet. The fifth point we see, we can learn from this, level, this lesson is that vanity and the love of money lead Gehazi to falsify the grace of God, of the God of Israel. Vanity and the love of money led Gehazi to falsify the grace of God. The grace of the God of Israel. Yeah, he wanted to make more money. The opportunity came. He, he didn't want to let it go. Even when he was not right. Even when he did not deserve it. He manipulated himself into collecting, collecting those gifts that were turned down by the prophet who knew more than him. Who listened to God even more than him. And that ended him to where he was. And lastly, Naaman's illness was transferred to Gehazi and unto his seed forever, as verse 27 tells us. I want to end by saying this, brothers and sisters. Listen. Greed is just one of the things that can make one to fall. I'm not just limiting it between greed here. Sin, the three-letter word, S-I and sin, can cause us a lot. Sin can carry us to a place of no return. Compromise can make you to lose your credibility for life. Just a little sin, little compromise. Where God has placed you, where God has positioned you, be contented, be happy, be glad what you are doing, where you serve, be glad. Do it, as, do it as unto the Lord. As you put your trust unto the Lord, do it happily. Rejoice and, and celebrate those moments. Because when we turn our eyes, turn our focus from the cross, just like we're turning our eyes from the reality, just like Gehazi, turned his eyes from the reality, turn his ears from, the, from reality, that made him to fall. When the devil extends his hand to us, he deceives us and make us to know that it's the best. And if we compromise and give a handshake to the devil, guess what is going to happen? The next time the devil will ask for a hug, and you'll give a hug, and that's how the sin will be going. And the next time you ask us, let's sit together, and that's it. go Before you know it, you are already incarcerated in his camp, a place of no return. Can we stand up and pray? So my prayer to us this evening is that please, the Bible says we should be alert. We should be wise. That's why as Christians, we should be very conscious, heaven minded all the time. Be conscious of what we do because the devil is moving, moving around like a rolling lion to see whom to divide, to, to devour. And he does that in sometimes tricky ways. As the word of God has come, is there any place in your life that you feel that you want to confess unto the Lord? Has greed Ever made you to do something that you know you were not supposed to do? Has greed made you to say something that you were not supposed to say? Look at Gehazi. Somebody who was up here because of greed now, he went afflicted. He went now, became diseased, incurable because of greed. Bow your head and let us pray. I just want you to just pray and you you know yourself very well. Just pray and ask God to forgive you. And to cleanse you, actually, if there is an unconfessed sin in your heart, if there's any part of you that you know that you, you demonstrated the, the aspect of greed, just pray that, ask God to forgive you. And as we pray, I just want to ask you, if there's somebody here who have, you have something that you want us to pray for, you can just walk forward and we'll pray together. Anybody? Anybody who wants to give their life, surrender their life to Jesus Christ, you can come forward and... We we'll gladly pray to you and introduce you to Jesus Christ if you've know never done so. Father, thank you for your word. The way you give out your word, only you know, Lord. And I believe that there is a reason why you've given your word to us this way. We want to say may your name be glorified. Father, we pray, oh God, that help us to always focus onto you, always depend onto you, to be very conscious, to be wise, to be alert, Lord, help us, oh God, to study your word every day and to pray, oh God, intentionally. May you bless our church. May you bless our leaders. May you bless the Christians. Lord, may you bless, oh God, the body of Christ. Father, take us back home safely. Bless our weak and protect us all and protect our children. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.